Connor Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down, Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good, he missed it! Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that! Hello and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am your host, Mike, and with me, as always, my good friend, the man, the myth, the legend, the biggest Packers fan you know, the biggest truth teller you'll ever meet, Bill. What? A.K.A. Big Willie. Is this like the uh, the NPR version we're doing? It's much more subdued. But is it the way I'm talking? Yes, it's it's just, I mean, it's fine. It's just the, the normal energy isn't there, is all. I gotta be honest with you. I am in a house full of sleeping people, so I gotta keep my voice down. Hey, I'm also like somber it. after the Packers defeat. But we'll Same get into way. that. Same. So today, uh, well, first off, I forgot to mention, this is the Packers uh, podcast for those who know why and how the game happened, but they want to know when, where, and what. So today, we are going to get into a preview of the Packers' upcoming game against the 49ers. We will do our Cheesehead of the Week, our very much alive celebrity prediction. Uh, We're going to break some curses today, and then... Obviously, we have our staples of the program, the drinking game, and things to remember if the Packers lose, even though they won't lose because of the Packers. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. So, let's get in before we get into the game preview, Bill. We got to spin last week's L as a W. So, what happened? Um, oof, that's a, that's a big question to just dump right on me. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? It's the wind. Yep. No, actually, you know what it was? You know what it was? Did you see my... Hang on, I gotta pull up that text that I sent you the other... I think it was that Sunday okay, night. Okay, I'll filibuster. I'll filibuster. Right. Do you, the, you the, don't the, even have to if you don't want to. I can pull it up quick. Um, uh, oh, here we go. The thing that I... Okay, go ahead. So, remember how we ended the podcast last time? Remember what we were talking about? Not exactly. Big calendar. Oh, that's right. So that's right. So that was the loss to the Vikings last Sunday. It was the seventh consecutive season in which the Packers have lost on the weekend at at the end of daylight savings time. Big calendar. It's no one's fault. Big calendar's fault. Yeah. So we shouldn't feel bad. Honestly, the way that I look at it, um, the quicker we get Mike Patton out of there, the better. So it was actually a W on our way to a better defensive coordinator. That's right. That's right. They're just like minor stats where it's like the Packers yards per average is like two yards less if they press. And on third downs, we're just rushing three and playing soft coverage. And and putting Um, um, Preston Smith 10 yards off the corner or off on the sideline. Like rushing three on third down consistently, mm-hmm. not being we're the worst tackling team in football. Actually, I believe it. Like usually, Packers Packers fans are like, oh my gosh, we're the worst tackling. No, we actually are, according to PFF. Mm-hmm. So some things need to change, but they're going to change this week, Bill. They're going to change this week. We're playing a team that we can never beat, ever. When's the last time we beat them? I can't even remember. Uh, Maybe not Alex Smith. I think it was. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I think it was Alex Smith. It was when they were still kind of bad. I think it was. Didn't we almost lose to them when they had um, beat hard? 
Oh yeah, B third. Yeah, that was the. I think it was like a Monday night game, and then was like yeah. we like we had that game winning drive. That's um, right. That's but right. yeah, I think I think the last time we beat him was like, yeah, when they had when they were like still bad with uh, Smith. So, um, you have here um, the defund the Packers bill. Um, yes. Are you running for office to defund the Packers? Well, see, here's the thing. So, um, two weeks ago, you buried Devonte Adams, and then he went on to have a career game. <laughs> I buried Adrian Amos, and he made one good play against the White Kings. Yes. And then, so now, I'm going, I'm going macro view here, and I'm and I'm burying the entire organization. Okay, hold on, I'm getting out of the way. Go ahead. So, I, I have to do, and I, I specific, I chose my words very carefully because. Since the Packers are a publicly owned team, that means we have to defund them. We can't just we can't just get rid of them like a private organization. Can't cut them. Can't cut them. No, because they're owned by the public. So we have to defund the Packers as an organization. Perfect. Defund them. The fact that they didn't trade for Will Fuller—that's for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. But why are we even playing this game? I have literally no idea. <laughs> like um, they li- they don't have anybody. Well, also, um, so so when did when did AJ Dillon test positive for COVID? Is that Tuesday before the game? Before oh, the yeah, game. Before before the Vikings game, and then after the game, it was like, yeah, he has it. Yeah, and then um, Jamal Williams and uh, Chris, what's his face, Chris Bryant, right. I don't know. <laughs> then they both they both got held out because they were um, high proximity, close proximity, or whatever. And then it was like okay. And then like, was it this? Was it today? Or is it yesterday? What? That the that the Niners tested positive. That was today. That was yeah. This morning. It On was Wednesday. Like, yeah, the Niners. It was like oh, the Niners test positive. And they already have a bunch of dudes hurt anyway. And then it's like, okay, so this game, maybe we'll push it back to Sunday. You know, do a double header, maybe like, maybe Monday night. Nope. Can't no, sir. You know, and Need you know what money. the reason is? Is because fucking Roger Goodell didn't. He did what the Big Ten did. No bye weeks. They didn't. They didn't schedule any any possibility to have games get pushed. So they're basically gonna go. Well. You got you got players on your roster. All right, you're playing. That's right. Pretty yeah, much what the Marlins had to do. Yeah, pretty much what the Marlins had to do. So, anyways, this game is is gonna stop. It's gonna suck. So let's just talk about uh, what the Packers di- also didn't do this week, which was trade for any help. Obviously, they think they're good enough where they're at. Yep, my team is on the floor, sir. Um, I, I don't know how you play that game against the Vikings on Sunday and look around and be like, you know what? <laughs> We have everything we need. Yeah. (laughs) I see. No problems. And then I was seeing that, was it what the Texans were asking for for Will Fuller was a second round draft pick? And everyone on on Twitter was flabbergasted. Well, um, so what I saw was, at least after the deadline, it came out that 
the Texans wanted a second, and the Packers didn't want to go higher than a fourth. Wow. So instead of meeting in the middle at a third, they're just like, now we're good here. I just don't even understand not giving up a second. But, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Aaron Rodgers will keep throwing his shopping carts. I I love Devontae Adams, even though I've cut him this year and I've cut him previous years. Yeah. But Rodgers threw him a ball down the middle of the field, and it hit him in the shoulder pad and bounced straight up in the air. Mm Mm-hmm. It hit him directly in the shoulder pad. I mean, he's going to shopping carts. Did you did you see EQ's two beautiful drops? Oh, uh, <laughs> did he actually have a catch last week? Nope. He did right? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. Two targets, two drops, two plays in a row. And then he and yeah. then he, and on the and the second play he came out hurt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, and then. Uh, I mean, Rodgers did miss before that Jace Sternberger wide open, but that, that was, was the win. That, that was, was good. The yeah, the, yeah. That was the win. Mm-hmm. It's because of the of the daylight savings. That's right. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, West Coast kid. So, um, but back back to the Packers defense. I was. This is how I was describing it to a friend of mine. Is it's almost like a, like a high school defense where like we would play local like other high schools and they would have five plays and four of them were a run play and they would just run those plays all game. We know the run is coming. We know it. Yeah. The entire game. Kirk Cousins didn't throw a ball more than 10 years down the field. We knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, it's like playing Madden online and you know they're just going to run toss weeps. And yeah. There's just nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. What is going on there? Yeah, yeah. It was really great when it was that last, the the last drive that the Vikings had. But like it was like, all right, we, Packers have all the timeouts plus a two minute warning. You know, got to get the stop here. And then first and ten, and he just gets like eight yards without even trying. It's like, oh, okay. So that's how that's. Gonna that's go. how bad the Vikings are, by the way. Like, we had a chance to win that game, and we were pathetic. That's how bad the Vikings are. That's for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Bill, obviously Aaron Rodgers uh, has been known to stay away from one specific corner who is That's not right. available today. That's so true. tell me about it. Well, uh, one of the tens and dozens of players who will not be suiting up for the Niners later tonight is one Dick Sherman. Um, yeah, so as we all remember, uh, the last time Dick Sherman made an appearance against the Packers uh, was when Devontae Adams broke his ankles in half in the <sighs> NFC Championship game and scored our... Wait, it wasn't even a touchdown. It was just a really deep ball. Yeah. Um, I forgot we only scored eight points that game. I think so. Sounds about right. Um, so... No Dick Sherman, so that'll be but that that's a silver lining for us. So now uh, that means Aaron Rodgers can throw to both sides of the field instead of only one. Yeah, that's right. So, um, man, I hate the 49ers. I did not. I guess I didn't realize it, it. It didn't even strike me as a child just how much trouble the 49ers have given our franchise in general. A lot. And I know we talked about this last year, but it's it's pretty crazy how how many times we've lost them in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. I feel a lot of hate towards that franchise that I didn't know I had. Yeah. For that entire division, to be honest. 
Yeah, it's um, yeah, the Niners have the you know an interesting distinction where you know because like you know all the NFC North teams like everybody hates each other obviously, and that goes back you know a long, long time because we've been playing each other for a hundred years. But like you know, like the Niners, you know, we hate them, but like you know, also like the generation before us hates them because you know, right. they were around for you know. Brett Favre and Jerry Rice and all that and it's like the mid 90s right you don't see like a lot of uh, generational spanning um, rivalries for teams that like don't that know, aren't in your division right yeah it's pretty wild um, so Bill uh, give me a prediction we haven't done this in a while oh god uh Let's see my prediction. Yes. Uh, I predict. Wait, that... hold on. Hold on, hold on. Give me Peter Pukowski's prediction first. Peter Pukowski? Well, see, I can't yeah. do it. I don't have a good beater impersonation, but. Um, <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> I'll, go. I'll, just, uh, I'll just say uh, DVOA, run pass, PFF grade. Packers are actually pretty good in that. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll get the win. Well, listen here, Bill. Um, the Packers don't use Sunday's game as a referendum on Green Bay. <laughs> because the Packers' defense, DVOA over A times C, plus 43, is actually better. It's 13th in the league. I don't know if you know that. So they can stop the run. Everyone in the 49ers is hurt. The Packers are going to put up 30-plus points again. I just don't see how the 49ers can do that. So I have the Packers winning this game by at least seven. <laughs> Here, that was good. Uh, my actual <laughs> prediction: um, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to turn this game off by halftime, no matter what the score is. This game's gonna be <laughs> gross. <coughs> All right, we are moving on to our. No, don't forget the last head. Point. Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Bill. Yes. Who's back? Aaron Rodgers, baby. Aaron Rodgers is back. What was the injury? My knee. Um... All right, now we are moving on to our cheesehead of the week. Bill, our cheesehead of the week is someone who acted like a real cheesehead. Someone who um, we've been mailing cheeseheads. We mailed the cheesehead to Scott Frodst. We did. Um, last week. And, but it was technically it was for the entire state of Nebraska. Uh, yeah. We just go after people who deserve it, who are real cheeseheads, acted like idiots. Um, and so this week, Bill, we have a very specific cheesehead. I think we might send this to one specific person, but it is for kind of an entire organization's decision. Right. Um, but I, I want to hear you let the people know what the cheesehead of the week was. Well, okay, so... Um, everyone knows that baseball is dying. And I don't, and I mean, like, I mean, not just like the people, the demographic who watch it, um, <laughs> but like, uh, the, like the MLB for years now has had, just can't get out of their own way when it comes to like marketing themselves. I don't understand how it's so hard to do that. Um, so, and another stroke of genius from Rob Manfred, who somehow 
uh, took away the title belt for worst owner from Bud Selig, which I didn't think would be possible, but he did it real quick. Really um, quick. Record time. Uh, but anyway, uh, so because the MLB doesn't know how to market themselves and get out of their own way, they put their they televise the uh, the Golden Glove Awards now. Um, so I don't know, it's probably like an hour long show or whatever. And they're like, well, when's a good spot to do it? How about Tuesday night during primetime? Okay, midweek. There's nothing else on. Seems like a pretty good bet. Oh, what's that? November third in an election <laughs> year. Uh, a good during the biggest election of a generation and okay i mean good luck but like no surprise that nobody watched it and also uh it was a covid shortened season so like i don't even know if they actually use stats i think they like they used some like i don't know defensive algorithm and they just went like top three and then picked it like that so i test you know what that's my sniff sniff test Sniff I, think, test. I think they averaged the two and went from there. Bill, mm. I want you to think about who... <laughs> this is a serious question. Okay. Who was actually watching the Golden Glove Awards? Like, what type of person was watching the Gold Glove Awards? Like, like describe that person to me. <laughs> who on election night was watching that? Um, <laughs> who on election night was watching the Gold Glove Awards? on MLB Network. Um, Al Troutwig? <laughs> Did you just listen to that question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Huntley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. All right, we are moving on to our very much alive celebrity prediction. Um, we have, well, first off, before I introduce our guests, if you can hold on for a second. Um... I just, once again, just, uh, I want to praise Bill. Bill thinks of who our celebrity prediction should be. Bill gets this celebrity to come on. He has a success rate of 100%. He's never missed. He does all the work behind the scenes that no one knows about to get these guests on. And they're always stars. They're, nobody gets bigger. I, nobody gets bigger. I don't do politics. Nobody gets bigger <laughs> celebrities than us. We it, it, It's giant. And so this week, Bill, I want you to introduce the guest. All right. So today, uh, joining us from uh, sunny Hollywood, California, is just kidding. He's actually in the studio. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I see him there. Hey. There he is. It's uh, He's way back. It's the man of a thousand voices, Mel Blank. Mel, welcome to the podcast. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm honored. I grew up watching Looney Tunes. I, I miss the old Looney Tunes. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna ask the first question. Um, so did you know when you were making Looney Tunes that 30 years later? 40 years later, 50 years later, they would still be on TV in syndication with a warning at the beginning of them saying that some of the things said on the, on the show are now racially insensitive. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's a, a national product and that everybody likes him. Uh, Mel, quick question. Uh, well, first of all, I want to congratulate you for being one of 
two men in Hollywood with the first name Mel to be famous. You and Gibson, of course. Um, so hats off to you for that one. Um, also, um, now I saw that you have like over 400 um, specific or I'm sorry, specific. Yeah, specific voices. Um, yeah. So I just want to know if when you were figuring out all those voices, did uh, did anyone ever try to like institutionalize you because they thought you had like multiple personality disorder? Uh, of all the cartoons. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bugs Bunny won, Doc. I came in number one. Oh, really? Yeah, I can imagine they would be like that. Yeah, it seems a little bit uncomfortable for most. Um, so, Mel, um, when you decided to get your acting career going, I didn't know what you looked like. You're a great-looking person, a uh, great-looking guy. I'm just confused. Why did you decide to go with oddly insensitive cartoon characters rather than just being an actor like Mel Gibson and doing it in person? Um, and did you think about ever venturing off into the um, real-life acting rather than, like I said, the racially or um, other insensitive cartoon characters that you did help create. Jack would uh, say, uh, I'd come in with a big bass viol, and Jack would say, uh, you came all the way from Tijuana to play in my orchestra. Alright, Mel, uh, real quick before we get you out of here, um, just want to get a quick score prediction from you. Um, you know, I'm sure you've got to uh, a lot of different ways you could say it, but uh, we just wanna just want give us some numbers. Give us a, who's gonna win, who's gonna lose. Yeah. you looking for chickens, boy? Over there, <laughs> see that little house says D O G. That's no chicken. Go get them, boy. Oh really? Wow, that's a bit of an upset. Yeah, you know what? I actually kind up. of agree with Mel here. I do. Um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I actually kind of agree. So um, hopefully we're both right, right, Mel? Appreciate it. We do appreciate you coming by, and um, that's all, folks. We are moving on to... What? Nailed (laughs) it. Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. All right, we are moving on to our Ain't No Such Thing as Curses. So the only reason the Packers have ever lost a playoff game since Bill and I have been alive is because there have been curses and no one has taken up the mantle to break those curses. Nobody. And so we are mm-hmm. venturing down that dark path like Lewis and Clark, the unknown territory. Um, we are traversing thousands of miles of curses that Packers have laid before us and we're breaking those curses. And so by breaking all of these curses, when we play these scenes in the playoffs, curses will be broken and the Packers will be winning playoff games and they will win the Super Bowl. So, um, Bill, do you want to start us out here with uh, the curses we're trying to break with the 49ers? Sure. Uh, first one is uh, um, probably the most recent one. Uh, so we would like to apologize that your quarterback got blackballed out of the league. Yeah. I don't know if there's much to add. I'm, I'm sorry that happened. I was hoping that the Packers would sign him, but as you hear from one of our transitions, um, we had three years invested in Joe Callahan. So, um, and Brett Hundley. Obviously, we, 
and Brett Hundley. Um, so obviously, you know, we couldn't take him in, but I wish we would have because that would have just broken the curse there immediately. So we're sorry about that. Right. Um, number two, uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm sorry for the one time that Clay Matthew sacked Colin Kayward and told him that he wasn't Russell Wilson, bro. Um, I didn't feel good about that when that happened. And um, obviously you guys won that game, so you didn't feel good about what happened there either. Um, but I am sorry for that. I wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, hand up. I was kind of a fan of it at the time. Well, yeah, but we're new people. Right. That's what I'm saying. At the time. At the time, was, I was like, that's hilarious. It was, that's because I was just so mad at Colin Kayward. And right. it had nothing to do with, with any protests. I was just mad because he always shredded our defense for 560 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the uh, the Mel Blank uh, excuse here. I was a product of the times. It's not my fault. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you got him on, Bill. Thank you. Delight. Uh, I would also like to apologize. Uh, because your head coach chokes in the Super Bowl. Cannot relate to that at all. Cannot relate. Because we don't ever get there. But when we did, we went one for one. Yes. So, um, while I wanted Kyle Shanahan as my head coach when he would move down from the Falcons, uh, we are sorry that he keeps choking in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He looks like a Madden player, dude. We, he does. We, uh, yeah, we wanted Kyle Shanahan when he got tossed from the Falcons, but what do we get instead? Three more years of Mike McCarthy. Thank God. There was no chance that we were ever going to choke the Super Bowl. It's true. It was a big brain move by uh, Mark Murphy. <laughs> I'm a primetime player. I came through when it counted, and... Uh... Got my second TV. I got one for my living room now, one for my bedroom. So. All right, we are moving on to our staple program. It's my favorite uh, segment that we do. Bill, I don't know. Is it yours? You know what? Maybe. <laughs> um, it's the drinking game, obviously. It's the staple of the program. It is uh, our bread and butter. It is the Devontae Adams out route for five yards something we can go to no matter how bad the podcast has been and we're gonna get something from it so bill hit him with the disclaimer all right yeah it's like uh it's like the the jordy nelson play action with the deep oh. cut on the sideline oh do i miss the days <laughs> um so there are only two rules to the drinking game uh the first rule of course being that there are no rules um which is a pretty easy rule to follow if I do say so myself. Um, yep. The second rule is uh, wherever, whenever. Uh, so no matter what, where you are, what you're doing, uh, you must, if you are listening to the podcast, you must uh, play the drinking game. It's required by state law. Okay, so I think that you guys aren't getting this. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you need to be playing the drinking game. Right. We're telling you about like grandmother's funerals. I'm talking about literally anything, mm-hmm. anything, even if like, you know, except driving. We've talked about right. that. Yeah. Um, thank you, lawyers. <laughs> um, but I'm talking about 
anything. I'm talking about on your walk with your dog. Yeah. If you're listening to the game, mm-hmm. you need to be drinking. I'm, I'm talking about things as crazy as walking through your Kmart, which I don't even know if those exist anymore. If you're walking Ooh. through your Kmart and they have the game blaring over the Kmart speakers because the 15-year-old cashier asked them to do that and complained about it because obviously he doesn't want to be working he wants to be playing the Packers, the, watching the Packers game. So the best he can do is, is listen to Wayne Larrabee. You need to be drinking. It's that right. simple. And I'm sorry it's, to cut you off, Bill, but our our audience is not getting this. No, that's okay. It is whenever, wherever. And I'm sick of seeing people not playing the drinking game correctly. So yeah. I'm sorry. It's like if, you know, it's like when you're huddled outside your neighbor's front window because he's got a bigger TV than you do, you gotta be <laughs> playing. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think that's that point is pretty well established, so hopefully uh, for the future it, we won't have to go as in-depth but uh, the sub rule to that rule is um, you must only use the highest and most uh, highest proof most most alcohol alcohol potent potency potent. that's right yes yep Everclear Moonshine they're all acceptable you know what's not acceptable what Truly's. Truly's not acceptable. No, you know that, that's your warm-up drink. That's your warm-up drink. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and, and obviously, lastly, Bill, drink Wisconsin. Of course. So let's get into it. I want you to chug your entire drink when they show the playoff game from last year and you remember that, oh, I haven't seen any of these plays because I turned the game off at halftime. Fair enough. I did not... Uh, I don't know I, why, but I did not. I closed the computer, honestly, after the first quarter. I was like, I don't want to live through this. I don't want to watch this. And then I would get texts from Bill. And I'm admitting this on airwaves because I trust our audience and being vulnerable. But it's you're, true. You're a truth teller. I am. And so so Bill would text me, oh my gosh, Devontae just burned Richard Sherman. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I wonder what the score is, 38 to 6. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have had zero. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, chug a handle when Jamichael Hasty goes off against Arundi. Who is that, Bill? <laughs> Who is Jamichael Hasty? That Jamichael. seems like a player I made on NFL Street. Like that's the name I made. Who's ninety nine? Everything, but he's like five seven. Yeah, absolutely. He's built yeah. like like he's built like Worsley. Like he's built like. Uh, it, he's built like the shortest man you've ever seen, but he's like a house. Who who is right. Jamichael Hasty? It's like uh, it's like when you make a the seven foot tall, ninety nine everything wide receiver on Madden, and you name him Tremendous Johnson. <laughs> uh, but really, who is that? Uh, I believe he's their fourth string running back. No, that's a real person. That is a real person. He is a real man. He's playing tonight. Yes. I think he's going to be backing up McKinnon. We're in trouble. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Drink anytime you hear an announcer talk about the storied franchise between these... The storied history between these two franchises. No, I'm good. Um, 
well, it's not really storied. Uh, it's 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 storied in the way that the British ruled all of these different colonies. Um, it's storied in, in the way that uh, the Celtics Lakers is is not like that's different. Celtics Lakers is stored because they both won. It's stored in the way that the Bills never won a Super Bowl, and we can consider them one of the greatest franchises ever over four years. It it, it is not. The Packers don't win these games. They don't. No. It's big. It's Big Brother, Little Brother. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, drink with the announcers remind you where Adam Thielen is from. Yes. So, uh, well, hold on. I don't get it. Oh, Adam Thielen. He's that wide receiver for the Vikings. Yeah. And uh, he's from Mankato. Mankato, Minnesota. Right. And then he went on, but Mankato's a Division Two school. Right. Yeah. And so then he, he went on to play for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. He also. Oh my he, God, I had no he, idea. He, he grew up in Minnesota, so he grew up in Minnesota, no. and went to school in Minnesota, and now he plays for Minnesota professionally. Oh, what a cool story! You think they would talk about that more? Yeah, I know it's a it's a little known tidbit I like to share on the podcast. Thank you. Um, drink all of your drinks. All of your drinks. If and when an announcer brings up the fact that the Packers uh, were in on getting some offensive help with Will Fuller, um, I want to die. Yeah. Um, not great, Bob. Not I don't have anything else to say. I don't think there's much to say. Um now we get into the staple of this segment because somehow staple of the staple staple of the staple because apparently for eight damn weeks this has gone unchanged this started as like a running joke and now it's just morphed into like some terrible thing uh take a shot if eq gets a catch because this mf still hasn't gotten a catch all year two chances he had two chances last week he really did a beauty a beauty that hit him in the hands and then he had the one in the end zone that, I mean, in my opinion, that's a ball that only James Jones can get. <laughs> James, Jones, James Jones is the king of high-pointing balls in the end zone. James Jones. <laughs> James Jones has high-pointed two of the better cornerbacks that we've ever seen in Patrick Peterson and Norman. Josh Norman, that's right. I was going to call him James. Oh, and Norman. remember it's when really he climbed? Remember when he climbed the ladder against the Falcons in the NFC Championship game or NFC I do Division round? Yeah, you remember that? Absolutely, <laughs> he had six inches on him. Bill, I saw EQ drop that first one, and I took a shot anyways. You should have. Is that breaking the rules of the game? Um, no. All right, good. Well, listen, Beater keeps telling me that he's built for this offense, so hopefully it'll come around. Um, take a beer bong when the announcer talks about how the Packers have struggled with the run this year. Like, one of the biggest understatements I've ever heard. You know, yeah. the Packers have really struggled with the run this year. We'll see how they hold up. Or they bring up the fact, you know what, but little bonus here, I don't even read this right now. Or they bring up the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo like threw 10 passes in the NFC Championship game and they hand the ball off 150 times because we've been stopped the run. 
Yeah, you know who else struggled with the rum? Poland in 1939. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. Uh, boof several beers when Nick bleepin' Mullins shreds us. I'm just throwing my hands up. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. If we lose to Nick Mullins, just... I know what you should. I know what you should do with your hands. Grab more beers. Grab more drinks. <laughs> That's right. Because if we get shredded by Nick Mullins, I... but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Bill. That Nick Mullins doesn't really have to shred us. He just has to turn around and hand the ball off to. Uh, hold on. What was this guy's name? Uh, Jamichael Hasty. 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 That's all he has to do is turn around and hand the ball to Jamichael Hasty, and we're fine. That's it. That's right. Um, take a sip of Ruski of your drink when the announcers talk about the relationship between MLF and Mike Shanahan, because you're going to hear it. Oh, don't Not forget. Don't forget. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Um, I mean, they could talk about wow. Mike Shanahan, too, but, you know. <laughs> wow. Um, well, don't forget. You know who else? so bad at this. You know who else is on the 49ers? coaching staff oh mlf's brother that's right a lot of stuff a lot of cross-pollination i I think he's the wide receivers coach a lot of cross-pollination that's right we're gonna see some similar offenses bill this is my impersonation of whoever's doing the game tonight bill did you notice how similar these offenses are well guess what that's because Matt LaFleur comes from the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, which comes from the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. And by the way, did you know that Matt LaFleur's brother is the wide receivers coach for the 49ers? And while we're here, did you know Adam Thielen went to Mankato? (laughs) Wow. Honestly, I felt like I was there. Thank you. That was my Joe Buck impersonation. That was good. Hold on. Let me get a hair plug. (laughs) And then lose your voice for six months. Uh, finally, finish your drink when the Packers start the season 8-0. and Which they will because you're listening to the Packers pregame podcast. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. All right. Last thing here. Staple of the program, Bill. You know it. I know it. Things to remember. If the Packers lose, even though they won't lose... Because you're listening to the Packers Pregame Podcast and we've never had a losing result when we get the podcast out on time. I want you to know how dedicated we are. Our listeners, you need to know how dedicated we are. It is 5.26 a.m., 4.26 a.m. God's time zone. We started the podcast at about 3.30, God's time zone. We get up early in the morning to do this podcast for you, the people. Because we don't want the Packers to lose. That's how much we love the Packers. That's how much we love you. So, that's right, Sam. Remember, yes, that's right, Sam. I hope Joby is listening to this. This is things to remember. Yeah, she probably shouldn't. If the Packers lose, even though they won't lose, number one, our entire team is injured. So, true. Only half of them. Yeah, and our entire team doesn't have COVID either. Only one of them. Air quotes. Air quotes. Uh, second thing to remember, Jerry Rice fumbled. Yep. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. 
He fumbled. Oh, fumble risky Jerry Rice. Um, you can also remember we didn't give a ton of guaranteed money to Jimmy G. Who they're probably going to let walk after the season. Yeah. Dude's always injured. Dude's always injured. No, he's still really, he's just a very attractive dude. I mean, uh, he's still really? like model, model status. Jimmy I GQ. Would give him, you know what? I actually, I would give him all the money too, but we didn't do it. True. No, we just gave it to Aaron Rodgers and then wasted it all. That's right. Uh, MLF has never choked away a game. <coughs> a, a game. Not one, let alone two Super Bowls. Yeah. The worst spot to be in is is having Kyle Shanahan as your coach. I almost called him Mike again. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is your coach. <laughs> uh, leading in a Super Bowl. Worst spot to be in. Yeah, you know what I like about MLF? He What's never that? chokes away a game, right? If we're going to lose, we just get blasted right from the beginning. So there's no way Agreed. we can actually give up the lead. It's kind of nice. Yeah, like I, like you're exactly right. Like when we're up 14, I'm like, all right, this game's over. Because uh, uh-huh. he can just run his offense. Now, if we get down 7 nothing, it's probably over too. Yeah. But that's fine. I would rather just blow me out, blow me out, don't let me have a lead and choke it away. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> uh, oh, also, hey, remember this. We didn't house one of the most notorious gangsters in American history in Al Capone. Yeah. Which San Francisco did. They did do that. Um, you know what Al Capone died of? No. Syphilis. I did not know that. Very yep. interesting. That's true. It ate his brain. Wear protection, kids. I'm sorry? Nothing. Okay. I I just didn't hear what you said. I said we're protection kids. Yeah. Don't be silly. Wrap that willy. (laughs) Um, We never chased a coach out of town because our shitty ownership didn't like him. In fact, we kept our coach too long. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Instead of chasing a uh, instead of chasing a good coach out too early because our shitty ownership didn't like him, uh, we kept a bad coach on too long because our good ownership liked him too much, or something. Yep. Um, we didn't introduce America to its most stark addiction, technology. Um, San Francisco housed or invented the first television, so that was the end of civilization itself. Yep. No one knew Thank at the you. time, but that was all she wrote. That's right. Um, we don't build steep ass roads at forty five degree angles. So tell me about this, Bill. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so San Francisco has their claim to fame is they have a couple streets that are like basically like big zigzaggy streets, and they're super steep, and they're ridiculous and stupid, and I don't get them. Like if you Google them, just build a road, you, like, build a normal road. Right. You know what? You know what? I I like my roads that are two lanes and they go straight and they're level. There's a lot like of those Wisconsin. Too. Yeah. <clears throat> the other way I like my roads is with a bunch of potholes and bumps in them like Wisconsin. Um, keeps things interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what they say? There's only two seasons in Wisconsin. Winter and construction. <laughs> um, we don't host. The last thing to remember for me is that, you know, we don't host the most popular site in America for suicide. 
Which one is that? Golden Gate Bridge. Ah. Yeah, maybe if they hadn't painted it bright-ass orange. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Alright, that is it. That is the Packers pregame podcast. I promise, listeners, next week when we do our next Packers pregame podcast, the energy will be back. I just don't want to be in trouble uh, for waking up an entire house of people. So I'm doing this in a vacant bedroom and next week the energy will be back. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really want to get up for this game anyways, because I kind of already know what the result's going to look like. Uh, Packers huge W. The <clears throat> This as a reminder for everyone, thank you and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. The Packers podcast for those who know why and how the game happened, but they want to know when, where, and what. Big Willie, great working with you again this morning. Go Pack. Oh,